Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. Talking about Tiger King again. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Oh my God. Out of nowhere, I was just like, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from again? <laughs> TBT, blast from the past. Yeah, I think Carol totally killed her. 100%. <laughs> We're going to have to leave this in again. Like, this is the Tiger King continues. <laughs> Let us know, y'all. Did Carol kill? What was his name again? What was that? Oh, wow. What was his name? I don't know. Joe, Joe, Joe Exotic. No, no, no. no. Carol's husband. Oh, oh. I, I don't just know it's Carol's husband. Yeah. Well, <laughs> share this to your story and tell us your answer. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> We're going to put a pull up. <laughs> well, y'all, welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast, episode 13. I can't believe it's been 13 weeks since we've been doing this already. That's wild. But we are super, super excited for this episode today because we have two of the most special humans on this planet and it's their anniversary. So happy anniversary, guys. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, we have Kenny and Sarah Lipton here. How are you guys doing? We're good, guys. We're so excited to be here. Oh my God. (laughs) Heck yeah, heck yeah. And so Kenny and Sarah work with the same business mentor as us, Jason Phillips, as both me and Kylie. And we've known each other for a while and just genuinely two of the smartest people you will ever meet and just Mm -hmm. I tell people this all the time like Kenny and Sarah are literally the nicest people I know in my life I can't compare it to anything else they're just amazing humans and we're so happy to have their knowledge on here so oh my god thank you so much that's so Yes. 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 We're going to give them the opportunity to plug themselves at the end of the episode. And when they do, make sure you follow them. Because like we said, there's lots of brain gains there, but also they're just wonderful humans. And if you are my people, which means that you are cat people, they have lots of kitties in their stories for you guys too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's my favorite. I love that, dude. See, I've never... Man, I'm a dog person, guys. Yeah, but you liked my cats and you would probably like Kenny and Sarah's cats. Hey man, we walk our cats outside. So it's pretty much... Yeah, yeah, actually, oh one God. of them actually plays fetch. So, <laughs> like oh my he God. Just toy. He just brings it right back. He doesn't stop. I got my cat a leash and she will not wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why these two, like the other three don't want anything to do with it. But the two, Larry and Rue, they just like, we never trained them. We just put it on. They were like, oh, okay, let's go. So I don't know. Love this. Yeah, as soon as we wake up, Larry jumps on our stomachs and will scream as loud as he can for the oh my God. To on, and he <laughs> won't stop screaming yeah, until it's stop. on. He's yeah. screaming right now. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> he's scratching the door behind us. The <laughs> fact that his name is Larry, Larry. really is sending me. <laughs> I'm thinking of like Larry the lobster on the Larry the cat. Wait, I'm cracking up because Sarah, the one time that you were sending me a voice memo. 
<laughs> I have it saved. And I swear to God, I was listening to it the other day just because I needed a laugh. <laughs> Kenny is in the background of the voice memo, like talking to the cats. And Sarah goes, oh my God, Kenny's talking to the cats and giving them treats. And then you hear Kenny go, who wants treats? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> like It was so it. funny. I was literally cracking up. But yeah, that's forever saved on my phone, just so you know, in case I need a laugh. This big man talking to baby voice giving treats. The they, they all run together. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> uh, I love this so much. Yes. And I'm so excited. Like we are like, what, like six weeks from getting to all be reunited in person. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not even like Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. my god, it's like it's just short of four weeks from my show. So that's like how I'm able to like calendar everything right now. Yes. So I'm like, okay, it's yeah. two weeks after that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what week it is. I mean, it's just so. Yeah. Are you just along for the ride? I, I am. Yeah. I, I only know because I may or may not be obsessively counting down. So it's the only reason you have that. a right to count down. I'm counting yes. down. To, yes, I'm counting down there with you to be with you guys in person yeah. for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh my you're god. Awesome. Well, you guys. So to all of our listeners who do not know Kenny and Sarah, you know, they are online coaches quite like Kylie and myself. So guys, give us a little bit of a background about just your history in nutrition and fitness coaching, how you guys got here and all of that fun stuff. Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Um, So fitness has always kind of just been a part of our lives in one facet or another. Um, I didn't always go to the gym, but I definitely enjoyed like being outdoors and going on backpacking trips. And I was really into rock climbing, an avid rock climber. And I had a climbing accident where I broke my foot in both two places. And, you know, at that point it was kind of like, well, you know, what am I going to do? Like, I love being active. This is really hard for me to just kind of sit and wait. And I picked up the gym at that point. And then Kenny and I met and we had talked about wanting to build like this gym because he at the time was in cycling and he'll talk a little bit more about his background, but we kind of always had this vision of wanting to help people and enhance the quality of life through movement and through fitness. At the time, like I thought, okay, well, I really want to do like this outdoor venture program. I really want to take people outdoors and do all those things. Um, and that's how I kind of want to, you know, impact people. And then, you know, I saw Katie Hearn one day and that's kind of like what lit my fire in the gym. And I was like, I want to Did you see her at the gym? No, no, no. I saw her and I, that's what kind of got me. Okay. Like on social media. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> I saw her on my phone, like while I was at the gym and I was like, Oh yeah. my God. And at the time I was like doing loads of cardio. I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't hitting the weights. I was just in there like playing with the machines every once in a while. But majority of my time was spent on the cardio machines. Yeah. And that's kind of like where my background was in high school too, just like running cross country and track because I saw the summer Olympics and I thought, oh my God, these track runners are incredible. And I wanted to look like that. So I equated while they're running to that's how I'm going to get my legs to look like that, right? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into like that aspect of it. But Katie Hearn was definitely someone that I saw and looked up to for a really long time. That's kind of what got me into lifting itself. And that's kind of where my foundation was built was, you know, starting in her programs and like really getting familiar with like compound movements. And, you know, I didn't touch the squat rack for probably six to eight months when I first started lifting because I was Mm -hmm. terrified of it and kind of like grew from there. And then, you know, Kenny and I started lifting together and our vision quickly changed. And, you know, what we had in mind initially I would never would have imagined this is what it would have turned into, you know, like we just wanted to help people and impact people in a way that would enhance the quality of their life. And 
never in a thousand years would I think that this would have been what it was. So that's kind of my background a little bit. And then, yeah. And then for me, um, so I've been in sports my whole life, a majority of my life. It was like baseball, basketball, and soccer. Those are my three sports. And mm-hmm. around middle school, I started having knee problems. And then in high school, freshman year, that my knee that was giving me problems actually broke during a track Your trial. knee broke? Yeah, I've never so heard of a broken knee. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was weird. So I went for the tryouts for this track. And I was like, wow, I want to do this type of thing. Give it a shot. And it was a 200 meter dash and I got on the blocks, don't know how to use it. I was like, well, I guess oh, no. use, this looks kind of correct. You know, it feels <laughs> kind of good. And uh, as soon as the gun went off, my, I went off the blocks, my knee buckled, didn't know what happened, but I still ran through the race because I wanted to make the tryouts. Oh my God. And when the race was done, I basically couldn't walk off the field and went to multiple doctors. They had no idea what was going on. So it was a very small break, Okay, but no one knew what was going on. So I went basically three months in pain and then finally got surgery, taking it out, was in the PT office most of my life uh, growing up and I wanted to be a physical therapist. And so eventually made my way into the physical therapy field. And I was there for, it started a hospital, you know, worked with a bunch of patients, different clientele, different ages, different kind of injuries. And then I went to a sports specific physical therapy office. And then from there went into a geriatric based facility Okay. And when it was at the geriatric based facility, I didn't really like what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. A lot of hoops and ladders to get clients or patients the right protocols okay. and also mm-hmm. to continue their overall health. So uh, my boss at the time basically convinced me not to go through with the gain of a physical therapy degree. And at the time wow. it was a doctorate. So they changed from masters to doctorates. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm about to go into like $150,000 with the debt for Same. this degree. Yeah. And my boss told me, don't do it. So ended up not doing it and was in cycling at this point. And cycling was like my thing. I wanted to be a pro cyclist and got hit by a car one day on a train ride. So that ended that career. So crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And then from there, I was just kind of lost, didn't know what to do. And then Sarah was in the gym and then she got me into lifting and then basically just started going to the gym, learning about it, fell in love with it. And I wanted to do something with not just, so the physical therapy, I've always liked helping people, mm-hmm. always liked learning about the human body. And instead of the rehabilitative side, like trying to get them out of an injury, I wanted to be on the preventative side, mm-hmm. like to don't ever let them go. Well, try yes. my best to not them go into the office in the first place. And, and then, yeah, just eventually coaching became a thing. And here we are today. So... I love that. You guys both, like, I love how your stories just both came together and like kind of such, because you guys were both very much so into like two different types of. Yeah. Always active. Yeah. 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 I love that so much. That is crazy. Both of you with the injuries and everything. Oh my gosh. And that's something that's so difficult to go through for anyone who has a love for this stuff, you know? Yeah. I think I talked about this when you guys were on my live as I was just like, you guys had like the craziest shit, like your crazy fall, like getting hit by a car, all like, these what? things. And that, that like so many people would just give up from or like have to find a new way and have all this fear around like just being active and stuff in general or like get so depressed about. And you guys really just like pivoted and found a new way. And now it's led you guys here with all kinds of different routes, but ultimately to, I don't know if we've touched on this yet, but like full effort coaching, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, everything that, you know, we're firm believers that everything that occurs in your life 
good or bad. It's like, it's there for the betterment of you. And it's there to propel you to where you're, you're meant to be. And Mm -hmm. whatever moment you're in right now, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Even if it sucks, you're exactly where you're supposed to be because it's preparing you for what comes next. So even though we faced, you know, those obstacles and it sucked and it was like, we really, really loved what we were doing at the time. It wasn't what we were meant to do for the rest of our lives. And it pushed us to what we were meant to do and what we were called to do and what our ultimate goal was. So it's, it's very important to remember, like when you have a goal in mind that even if it's like in your head, you have this vision of what it is that you want it to be. Like oftentimes it can look so, so different when it actually happens Mm -hmm. and not to let those things like make you quit. Like everybody goes through those things. Everybody goes through struggles and it's important to continue to push past those things to get to where you're meant to be. Yeah. It's everyone has a pursuit in life, you know, whatever it might be, could be a fitness goal, could be a career goal, could be a relationship goal. It doesn't really matter. At least in my opinion, when you do run into an obstacle, I think it is one of two things where one, if it frustrates you or makes you sad or makes you depressed or, you know, has this kind of bad emotion involved with that, it's an indication that you still care about that pursuit. Otherwise you wouldn't feel this way. You would have no emotional response to it. You'd just be like, Oh, who gives a shit? But if you have that frustration going on, that means one, you should still probably pursue what you're pursuing because you care about it. And then two, it's just going to make you stronger. But the second one is hard because you have to kind of look through it with a glass half full perspective because, you know, getting hit by a car. I mean, my, my cycle yeah. basically ended in one, one second. It was over. At that point in my life, there, nothing else mattered except just going pro at cycling. And when that car hit my bike, that dream was completely gone yeah. because I, I, I'd had no means to get another bike. Right. And I realized, wow, this is terrible. But if it wasn't for getting hit by that car, we wouldn't be here where we are today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's just one of those things where I think in every fitness journey, you're going to come across, you know, moments of the scale being a certain number, it's too high, or, you know, you messed up on your macros or you didn't go to the gym or you just felt like shit, you know, whatever it might be. There's a slew of factors that come into play, but at the end of the day, again, that's an indication that you still care deeply about what you're trying to pursue and giving up would just make things worse because you're you're literally giving up on something you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. That's a really good perspective shift is just like understanding that like if you didn't care, then you likely wouldn't be feeling this way. You wouldn't be feeling frustrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, this is like a whole new, we had like a topic for today and I'm like, we could just keep going on this conversation instead. <laughs> yeah, this is so great. It's something that like I've been in the thick of as well, you know, with my own journey. It's just nice to hear from other people's perspectives as well, coming yeah. through mm-hmm. those things and into yeah. stepping into where you're at now. So transitioning a little bit because we really want to talk about, you know, obviously like your coaching style and your kind of background in just like, because I believe that like what you teach your clients is applied intensity, correct? Is that kind of like the name that you give like that training style that you're teaching your clients is just like really focusing on training with intent and training with intensity. And Kenny and Sarah are two of those people who do go into the gym and they really know what they're doing. They understand the human body. They understand how to take a set to the point that you need to, to allow your body to change and grow. And I think that that's a big thing that a lot of people struggle with, especially many of Kylie and I's clients, I know for sure, because Mm -hmm. we work with a lot of beginners. And even some intermediate as well who just don't really understand 
what training with intent means. So we want to ask you guys, like, what does training with intent mean to you? And like, what is like true intensity to you guys? Ooh, um, so that is an excellent question. So intent goes like all encompassing and there's so many different variables that come into play when it comes to training with intent. And your effort plays a huge role in that. Like you have to have effort in order to have intent. Like you can't go into the gym and not give effort because if you don't have effort, there's no intent behind what you're doing. Yep. The tempo matters. Your your rep sequences matter. Your rest periods matter. All of those things come into play when it comes to your intent. And you know, finding a deeper resounding why too comes into it. So it's not just the physical aspect, but also the mental one as well. That is yes. super, super important and finding your intent behind what it is that we're doing when we go to the gym. You know, I used to be the person that would go into the gym, lift a weight that was moderate. Mm-hmm. I would stop as soon as I felt that burn. The lactic acid burn is not the intent. It's not the intensity. Like, yeah, yeah. we all feel that, but that's not the point of which, oh, I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. So I used to go to the gym, I'd hit 12 to 15 reps and then that was it really not having like the intensity factor there or the intent behind the movement. I was literally just going because that's what I thought I needed to do to check a box and get out of the gym. Right. So there's so much more that goes into it and you elaborate a little bit too. You know, it's funny intent for me at least is having this drive to be better than you were yesterday. Right. It's to try to either become mentally stronger, become physically stronger, emotionally stronger, just to become better. And I think that that intent to do that is is really powerful. But like also what Sarah was alluding to, where you, what is that deeper sounding why? Like why are you doing this in the first place? Like why are you choosing to go to the gym or you know choosing to track your food? And you know why are you doing all these strange things to begin with? Right? You're changing your lifestyle. I think trying to hone in on that that deeper sounding why is really really important, and it actually serves as the foundation for your overall intent. Because without that reason, without knowing the deep purpose as to why you're doing this, eventually you're going to run out of motivation because motivation is, it's very emotional, meaning that you can be very motivated one day. And then in the same day, you can be like, fuck this, I'm done, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just, it just goes up and down and it really depends on what you go through. But in terms of like training, it's funny, there's different applications that your body can go through. Like, for example, your intent to become better can be have good intentions. But if the misapplication of the techniques in which you're trying to do the change your body are not in alignment with where your body's at currently, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, emotionally, hormonally, even from a mental level, then the efforts that you're giving could not actually match what the results that you desire to be. So in other words, you may not be ready to lose fat. Mm-hmm. You may not be ready to go into a cut you may actually have to go into a maintenance or perhaps into a reverse diet or you know whatever it might be. I guess if there was one thing that I would say is the foundation to all physical transformation and really getting better at the gym, you know, if you're like lost, I don't know how to do this. I don't feel it where I should feel it. It really comes down to the quality of your reps. It begins all there. Like what's the quality of your rep? Yeah. And what is the purpose of the exercise? Are you trying to feel it in your glutes? Are you trying to feel in your quads? Are you trying to feel it in your core? You know, where are you trying to feel it? So I think being an educated consumer, along with working alongside your coach, knowing the why behind everything, that's super important. 
I fully agree with that. I think that that's huge is actually understanding why you're doing these things and what you're trying to get out of it. Because like, I used to go to the gym years ago and I would just go in and do random exercises. Mm-hmm. It was more so for me, it was about like the calorie burn or whatever it may be. It wasn't necessarily about, okay, where am I truly trying to feel this? Where am I trying to grow the most? And like, where am I trying to put on the most lean mass or whatever it may be? And that's a really big reason why I personally like I like do a lot of push pull leg splits for my clients. Like that's my mm-hmm. favorite type of program. Same. And I always like to say like, okay, this is like, these are the exercises that are targeting which muscle groups, right? Because like, unless if you don't know, you could be squatting and feeling it like your form could be way off and you could be like feeling it in your quads and thinking like, oh, okay, like this is perfect. When in reality, we might really be trying to utilize that squat for more glute hamstring development. You know what I mean? So it's like understanding what you're trying to target is huge for sure. Well, I think it also helps so much with an important component that is looked over, which is just that mind-muscle connection anyways. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in there and you're able to focus on the exercise and what muscles are moving and working and what you're trying to I like to use the mirrors for that purpose, you know, rather than like a vanity metric and then just kind of being like watching it work and like thinking about like, okay, this is like doing this for my bicep or whatever else I think really helps you lock in and really zone in on what you're doing. And if you don't have any idea why or what you're trying to work, then you can't really have that piece either. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it can save you a lot of frustration too, because Mm -hmm. you can be going to the gym and have that frustration constantly come up and be like, what am I doing wrong? And it can inadvertently feed into, well, shit, maybe there's something wrong with me. You know, maybe I'm not meant to be in shape or maybe this gym life or this getting into better health is just not for me. And that may not be the case. It just might be, you're right there, but you just haven't applied it correctly. Yeah. And it's very interesting how that works. Execution is, I mean, execution is everything. So with a lot of clients who maybe are new to lifting, like execution is everything. And sometimes that can be frustrating because you just want results and you want results now. Right. And that's like, well, we all, we all want results. We all want things to happen and we all want things to change in our body. But if the execution is not there and working on those foundational principles is everything that needs to happen first before we can even apply intensity. Mm -hmm. Like if the execution is not there, there's no point in applying intensity. There's no point in that. If the tension is not where it needs to be and the tension is not where it needs to be placed, then, you know, your intensity is just not going to take you anywhere. You're just going to drive your body further into the ground. And when we talk about intensity, we don't mean just like increasing the load. Like yes. we don't just mean like, hey, you need to lift heavier. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. You can, like I said, rest times, tempos, but your execution is the most important thing when it comes down to actually changing what you want to change. And it's funny. There's... um I don't know if, if you have all experiences. Like for as a guy, I when I when I do see like say Chris Bumstead lifting super heavy weights or just a random highlight reel of some guy deadlifting six hundred pounds, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I want to do that. That looks great. Oh you know? my god, yeah. And and <laughs> sometimes sure. I, I used to think like, oh, I got to lift and slink weights to in order to get bigger and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's funny because weight is all relative. But like the mm-hmm. number on that dumbbell, the number on the barbell, it does not matter. It's the mechanical tension that you're creating from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a bare barbell. And if that bare barbell is creating maximal tension, mm-hmm. like you're actually creating tension where you want it to be, then you're on the right path. And then right. eventually you can get to those heavier weights. Mm-hmm. And that's a goal of yours. But it's just funny. There's 
the external is not really the answer. It's actually the internal. That's the answer. The things that you can't see yeah. are, are the answer. Yeah. And sometimes applying an external answer to something that really is just unique to you. So in other words, I've seen what Joe over there is doing. Oh, I'm going to do what Joe's doing so I can look like Joe mm-hmm. is not necessarily the answer. You need to actually look inside and feel inside. And, and that's where like the applied intensity techniques come from yeah. because it's, it's very specific to you mm-hmm. and it can't be an umbrella approach. There, there will be certain theories and certain exercises that most people can do, yeah. but it's not necessarily like the application of those exercises. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I think, again, it's just, it is coming into like the execution of each of those reps and understand. And that's something that takes people a long time to understand. It took me a really long time to actually grasp that concept. So what would you guys say? Like, do you guys have any tips on how you yourselves and how you help your clients get to that place mentally of understanding the intent? And really just locking in and like finding that mind-muscle connection in the gym. That's such a hard question. I'm trying to think back of like when that moment happened for me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times things just kind of click. And I wish there was like a black and white answer to saying, oh, this is when you're going to, this is what you should look for. This is Mm -hmm. what you're going to do to get there. Right. Because everybody's different. And I mean, honestly, like watching that happen is probably one of the most rewarding things as a coach is watching that person come into their own and realizing, Oh my God, I can do this. And Mm -hmm. this is what you mean by intentful lifting. This is what you mean by, by really feeling those things. So I think a lot of times just working through movements with people, that's why form videos are so, so important Mm -hmm. to us as coaches, because like Kenny said, if you're watching what Joe's doing and you try to replicate it, everybody's body's different. Everybody's lovers are different. Everybody's biomechanics are different. So the load is is being lifted by someone is going to look a lot different from, from you or I, right? Uh-huh. So just because someone's doing it on Instagram doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to bring you results, right? Because we have to customize things to how your body moves. So once the execution is there, I feel like the execution part of training and getting people to understand the execution part is probably the most frustrating because it's just constant, just tweaks, right? And sometimes that can get overwhelming for people. But understand that it's not that we're trying to criticize, we're trying to help in every way that we can. And once you get past that execution phase, a lot of times that's when you find the intent because you're like, I'm doing this right. I know that I'm doing this right. I can feel that I'm doing it right. So now you can move into more technical applications of, of tempo and reps and mm. the lifting heavier or lifting with intensity. When that happens, that's when I feel like the magic happens is moving past that execution phase and moving into a more structured, more strategic way of training mm-hmm. with the individual is when they can find that intent because then they're able to focus on the other parts of everything that's kind of moving around. Right. Yeah. I was just that on top of that. The way I like to think about the human body is that it's one of the, it's literally the most adaptive machine on the planet. In other words, your body wants to get better. It's designed to grow and adapt to your environment. And if in your head, you have this desire to be a certain way, you know, be stronger, be fit, whatever it might be, that's a mechanism by which your body can actually adapt to, right? Mm -hmm. Now, just about doing what needs to be done. 
And knowing that your body, knowing that your body does want to change, if you are to understand the purpose behind the exercise, right? Like an RDL, for example, like if you're, you want to feel in your posterior chain, right? Mm -hmm. If you understand the how or the purpose of the exercise and that your body does indeed want to change, then knowing that, okay, if I feel it here, then I'm doing something right. And if I continue to get better at this exercise, then eventually my body is going to change. And then that kind of mindset applies to everything, at least in my opinion, like nutrition wise, it does want to be healthier. It does. And it's going to adapt to what you feed it. So if you ever feel like you're stuck or you feel like, man, there's something wrong with me, again, it could be just the misapplication of the things that you are doing. Yeah. Everyone's at a certain spot and everyone's journey is going to be different. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of making sure that we are applying the right techniques to what you need for right now. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. And I also think something that's interesting that you guys pointed out matching your intent to like saying, okay, I want to be healthier. I want like my body does want to change and I'm going to be a stronger person. It almost goes back to that piece of like changing the person that you identify with mentally and being because like we always say to create a change and like we have to identify as this person who's going to be stronger or healthy or whatever it may be. So it's that mental piece coming into the things that you're doing every single day and kind of like pushing those two together to create the body composition of your dreams or like achieve those health goals. And I think that's really important. Yeah, you nailed it, man. That was awesome. And I think understanding that that's, I feel like we may have touched on this when I spoke with you guys about training before it's always an evolving process, like your goals are and getting better is. And I often have clients who get frustrated about, you know, not necessarily even frustrated. And I find myself getting frustrated. I know I've told Kara this before, you know, when I send like video feedback and they're like, I just feel like I can't get this exercise, Mm -hmm. right? Like every time there's something to fix still. And I'm like, well, that's not because it's wrong. It's miles better than it was before, but the better you get at it, the more things there are for us to fix because we can get more fine tuned and tweak. And, you know, and I'm like, there's exercises I'm sending. And that's what I was saying is I would just be like, why did I feel like I was like nailing barbell rows? And now every week it's like, there's something I have to fix on it. Like, I'm like, what am I fucking up? Okay, well, you're not necessarily fucking it up. There's just this now it's like, okay, well, you've got the basic mechanics down. Now here's where we can like optimize this part of it. Or here's where you can lock this piece in a little better. And it's just, I think that's such a valuable thing to remember on all sides of your fitness journey is that as you level up, so are your goals, what you're capable of. And so not getting so hung up on that comparison of what other people are doing or always feeling like, there's this place of like, once I get here, I'll achieve it. Cause like the reality is every time that we get to that threshold mentally, you're just like finding a new one. I don't yeah. know if that, I felt like that related to what we're saying, but yeah, no, my brain's totally, a little dead. So I totally <laughs> agree with that. And it's again, like it's about being, we've talked about this a million times before Kylie, but it's about being adaptive as well mm-hmm. is a huge thing that people have to understand. And like, I think that that comes along with being educated because like, A lot of times I'll have clients, like especially clients who are just starting out, who are like, hey, like the leg press was taken today. Like, can I do goblet squats instead or something like that? You know, just having that knowledge and being able to interchange and like understand that like, hey, I can still find something that's going to have the same intent behind it. That comes from having a good coach who can teach you those things and who can help you understand what's going to work like similar movement patterns and similar muscle groups, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge. Kenny and Sarah, I want to ask you guys about this because I think that this is something that our clients would benefit a lot from. Can you guys explain a little bit more about 
So with training intensity, the feeling of like the lactic acid burn and all of that stuff and why it does not necessarily equate to a great workout or actual like muscle growth or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So just coming from a background of doing that, that's, you said, is just the lactic acid buildup, right? That doesn't mean that we can't push harder. That doesn't mean that we can't keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it burns. But again, it's not an indicator that you're having a good workout. Just the same as if you're not sweating doesn't mean that you're not having a good workout, right? Right. Like I'm not one that really sweats during my workouts. So there's certain workouts I don't sweat during, like specifically, a lot of times I don't sweat during push. Legs, legs is a different story, but push. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But like push, I don't typically sweat, right? But I typically get a really good contraction Mm -hmm. and I can really feel the muscles moving and working together. And I'm usually really like, I'm just done. Like I can feel that I'm just done. Mm -hmm. And Kenny has a a saying, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it from him, but in terms of like what it means to train with intensity and pushing past those barriers is the only way that you're going to continue to get better. Yeah. That doesn't always mean like leaving reps in reserve. Does not mean training to failure? It applies to everything. So Mm -hmm. with the lactic acid buildup, I know that it's almost, I don't know what it is. I don't know why that is like ingrained in our heads. Like, Oh, I'm done. I got to stop. Yeah. I don't know where that came about. I don't know if it was like in a magazine somewhere or like, it's all over diet culture. It's just like, feel the burn. And I feel like that's what people feel. And then it's like, I'm done. I mean, it doesn't feel good. Right. So like when that starts happening, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So like oftentimes, like, I don't know for me specifically, like sometimes I won't feel that burn. Like I don't, it's, it's very rare that I feel that burn and that's an adaptation, right? Yeah. So for leg extension, for example, typically don't really feel that burn anymore, especially Mm -hmm. as you start training more intensely and you're lifting heavier, heavier to you relative to you, that burn goes away, but you get to a point where it's like, you start to feel, okay, my muscles are not going to push anymore. They're not contracting anymore, but then, you know, you can continue going in that eccentric movement versus like the concentric. The concentric is usually where you fail first, Mm -hmm. right? But you still have more to give on that eccentric motion going down, the negative Mm -hmm. coming down out of the movement. So a lot of times people stop long, long before their body's ready to give out. So their mind typically gets out before their body does. And finding that switch in your head to like switch off, like I can keep going, my body can keep going. It's hard to find that. It takes a long time to find that. But, you know, if you keep pushing forward and pushing past those boundaries of feeling like, oh, well, I'm, it's burning. I'm getting really good workout. Like I'm doing really high reps. Like I'm good. I'm done. But when was the last time that worked for you? Like yeah. how long have you been doing that? And how long has that been working for you? Yeah. Has it? Because it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally that. It's true though. It's absolutely true. And, you know, I feel like as soon as it starts to like really suck, I always try to tell myself, not even just from the lactic acid, but when you start feeling that fatigue and like where your mind starts wanting to give out, that's usually like when I feel like your set is really starting. So that's when it's really important to push through that. And you're right. It's just, it's so hard. It's such a mental thing because our body can withstand so much. I mean, for the love of God, ladies, we have to birth children. Like we can right. wait <laughs> away. Like, so we're made to handle physically a lot of pain, but your mm-hmm. brain is going to tell you that you can't. So it does take, I think that piece of the time is really difficult. And, you know, it's a while, like, you know, we've touched on before. I know Kara and I've talked about on here, like I've been trying to train this way for several years now, like three years or so. And I feel like 
I feel like in the last two years, I've kind of gotten better at it. In the last one year, I would say, is when I really actually started truly getting a hold of it. And there's still always room to improve. Like I know some days, like admittedly, I leave the gym and I'm like, I don't think I went as hard as I could have still. Yeah. You know, and that still happens. And it's still something I learn or like I'll watch a set and be like, oh, I had more there shit. Other days you're like, yep, I left literally nothing. Nothing is left of me. Like yeah, it's no. all there. I left it. I left it at the gym. And that's just, that's normal. It's going to take time. And I think that people get so frustrated with themselves for that too. When they start working with, I'm sure any of us and they're just like, I don't know how to find that or it's hard to get there. And it's just the only really answer is just that trial and error and practice with it. Yeah. And I mean, when you are training and you do continue to push yourself, right? You are building that mental fortitude. So, yeah. I mean, it's the same like in life, right? That's why the gym yep. is such a great metaphor for life because the more you challenge yourself, the more you get stronger from a mental standpoint. So mm-hmm. that's like kind of, it goes hand in hand. The more you push yourself in the gym, the more you build that mental fortitude. And then the more you build that mental fortitude, the more you're able to push in the gym. It's just like an ebb and flow here. So yeah, and soreness and lactic acid, that sort of thing. They're not necessarily, like Sarah was alluding to, they're not indicators of a good workout. For example, you can do air squats. You can do air squats yep. till you just fall to the ground. And mm-hmm. you would probably be super sore the next day. You probably felt a, a tremendous burn as you were getting towards the end of that, that set or multiple sets. But if you were to compare air squats to someone who's squatting with a barbell with an external load, that person with the external load is going to have much more progress than the person yeah. doing air squats mm-hmm. because the mechanical tension is greater. Mm-hmm. So depending on what your goal is, right? Like there's a lot of weird fads out there. Like a lot of like diet culture has a lot of weird, strange ideas as to how to get in shape, like lift super light weights to tone or mm-hmm. do high reps for toning or whatever it might be. And that's not necessarily the case you do want to apply some sort of stimulus that your body is going to become stronger from, right? Just like some sort of stimulus that you go through life. For example, in school, you take your first math class. That first math class is going to be kind of hard. It's like, it's stressful. What the hell is two plus two? It's like, you know, what's two times two? You know, oh my God. (laughs) Our little uh, kindergarten brains. When do you even learn? Yeah, kindergarten brains. Something like that. I'm still struggling with simple math. Same. I still count on my fingers. Yeah, (laughs) same. And eventually you begin, oh, that's easy. Now I understand, right? And you kind of develop from there. Same with fitness, same with lifting weights. You apply some sort of external load, some sort of challenging stimulus to change your body and not just change your body, but to change your mind and even change your emotional state. Like the same that I like to give, or I guess parameter I like to give out is you want to be able to go to a point where you don't want to muster another rep physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, it's not just physically, it's it's also a mental and emotional component Mm -hmm. because it is depending on what your mindset is and depending on how you emotionally feel during a set, it's only going to take you so far. And yeah. I think here you said it, your mind will quit before your body does. Mm-hmm. And if your mind's willing to go somewhere, then your body's going to follow. And, you know, training to failure, it is important because it is, it does establish the capacity of what you can know you can pull off. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause most people stop before that. They don't understand how far their body can push. And I think recognizing how far you can push is something that's very important because you can, one, completely break mental barriers. You can think like, wow, fuck, I was, I thought I was weak as hell, but apparently I'm not. And then mm-hmm. two, I was super scared to do that, but not alive and I feel much better. Yeah. And then uh, three, you're going to probably feel more confident. There's more to train than simply train to failure, but mm-hmm. I think 
getting to that point is really important. So you understand like, okay, how far can I push? Type yeah. Of thing, yeah. You know? How far can I actually go? And I will tell you the amount of times that I've had clients come to me being like, ah, I just like, I can't break past this or blah, blah, blah. Is it a mental plateau or is it an actual physical plateau? And literally like it's 99% of the time they're like, I think it's mental. And I think that's why reviewing training videos is so important and why all of us do that for our clients is because we can kind of, you can, you can tell when you watch a set, like if someone gave it everything they had or not. 100%. Exactly. Yep. Guys, this was super, super informative. We have so much freaking value here. And I feel like you guys broke down everything really, really well and in very easy to understand terms as always. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have anything else to add on, Kylie, or like ask them? I feel like we got through everything really well. I don't think so. Yeah. I think they covered the topic really well. I feel like we had some extra value in there just about like your mindset and life struggles yeah. in general at the beginning. So I love that. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have you guys back again. I know oh, always. Um, I'm hoping that we all share information as far as not only where to find you, but where to find your podcast because they have lots of information on there too. They've had both Kara and I, I think on there. If you guys want to check out those episodes, I know we've shared them, but if you missed that, check that out as well as everything else. They've had some awesome guests and they're just such a pleasure on their own. So check that out. But you guys, anything else you want to add? And then if not, go ahead and just let everybody know where they can find you. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. First off, and we have our special question. Oh, oh yes. yeah. We'll yeah. About our special question. Okay, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, I just want to say thank you guys. You yeah. guys are so sweet and yes. we love you and it's just been amazing. Just thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And we can't wait to see you guys. We can't wait oh, to see yeah. you. Hell yeah. So two questions for you guys. So yes, we'll let you plug yourself. But first, the most important question of all, what is your favorite carbohydrate source? I feel like Ooh. I know. <laughs> oh. Damn. Like anything? Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Like your favorite carb to eat. Anything goes. Oh, man. I can favorite have... carb to eat. Oh, pasta by four. Yeah. I can eat pasta like all freaking day. <sighs> um, this is like the hardest question for Kenny ever look at him. But I feel like I know. I feel like I know the like, fan favorite. Like the sushi rice count. Yeah. I say, like, sushi, like, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> true, sushi rice true. could definitely count 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say pizza crust. <laughs> Okay. I really, I really felt like on brand for Kenny was just going to be like bagels. I was, I was going to say bagels, but I'm he like, bagels no. out. Yeah. the bagel sandwiches, dude. Oh my God. I Kenny know. has, Kenny makes the most bomb bagel. Anytime he posts one on the story, I'm like, I need that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in a minute. Have you eaten a bagel sandwich in a minute, man? Like, I know I'm, I'm taking a little break. I have a, I have a digestive issue going on. So uh, yeah, it, it might've been from too much protein and too much too food. Bagels. Too many bagels, bagels, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a what do you call it? We ramped up calories too quickly, and uh, protein was too high Mm -hmm. for my body to acclimate to. But things are getting better, which is good. Good, Good. so yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, that protein man, that'll get you. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're talking on like ungodly high as as a growing yeah. man. I yeah, want to point so that out. We're not talking about a hundred grams <laughs> yeah. of protein, y'all. Yeah, yeah we're talking uh, like really high levels. So not yeah. don't, don't don't get scared. <laughs> yeah, don't run away. I had I had done a live with our pal Josh Levy a couple months ago or so weeks ago, and he went over like his macros or his protein. And I had so many clients message me, and they're like, "I'll never complain about my protein intake no. again." Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, this is a lot of protein. I think his was like in the 400s or something, low, high 300s, somewhere in there. And they were like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah mine was 380. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mine's yeah. high. Mine's high 100. So, but I could eat protein all freaking day long. Man. I, like, I like oh. I'm dying for a protein bump right now. I'm at like 140 and I'm like, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> Love protein. But, but, but all right, guys. Yes. Plug yourself. Let our listeners know where they can find you, what you got going on, all that fun stuff. Yes. So we are, our coaching business is Full Effort Coaching. You can find us at fulleffortcoaching.com. I am Sarah Lipton. My Instagram is sarahsl.fit. And mine's kenny.lipton, like the iced tea. And our podcast is the I Am Podcast, which is on Spotify and iTunes. Love it. Love it. And I also believe that you guys are running a free scholarship, right? Soon. Oh, yes, we are. Today. It's today. It's launching today. today. So. Guys, coaching scholarship. Ah, oh, this might not be out in time. How long are you running it for? Oh, a week, I think. So they you might can get kiss, maybe in on the last day of it. Maybe. the tail end of it, but... This will be out next week. <laughs> you got one hour to sign up. Yeah. <laughs> one hour. This will be out next Monday, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're closing Sunday. So, okay. Okay. Sorry, Sorry, guys. Listening. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Love you guys. Catch the next uh, we'll, round. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do another updated. one. But yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't get the free scholarship, they're more than worthwhile to invest it. Like we yes. said, we bring people on here that we want you guys to trust and rely on. So we don't care if you don't coach with us. We just want you to coach with someone who will take care of you. And these yep. folks will do just that for you. So. Oh, right back at thank you, guys. you. Yep, exactly. Right thank back you. at you guys. For sure. Well, guys, thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, please, please, please leave us a five-star rating and review. If this podcast episode resonates with you, if you know someone who needs to hear this, which I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who do, please tag us, tag Kenny, Sarah, myself, and Kylie, Not Your Quick Fix podcast, and share it on your story. And yeah, thank you guys so much again, and we will talk to y'all soon. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.